Welcome to Single at 30, the manual for the modern woman that we are writing together. No topic is taboo as we explore and publicly air the uncomfortable and the unspoken. So, are you in? Hello to all my modern women. Today, I am going to talk about a topic that I believe every single one of us, both men and women included, have had to deal with at some point in our lives, if not multiple times. It is an inevitable part of life, and yet most of us spend our lives trying to avoid it. It is often perceived as a weakness, something to be embarrassed about or ashamed of and to hide from others. For some people, it may even be considered their biggest fear in life. And yet, I don't know one single person who hasn't experienced it before. If you get to the end of this episode and can think of someone who has somehow avoided it throughout their entire life, then please hit me up so that I can study them. Because the truth is, I, like you, have experienced it countless times. It manifests itself in almost every facet of life, and although it can often be an extremely painful thing to go through, like most things, it is priceless in terms of what it teaches us. The question is, are we willing to learn the lesson? My hope is that by airing this episode today, you too will come to realize that there is nothing wrong with you for having experienced it before. There is absolutely no reason to beat yourself up over it. And that with the right mindset, you can in fact actually use it to your advantage. So let's get straight to the point and talk about failure. Ladies, I'm here to tell you that failure is not a dirty word. Whether we like it or not, it is an everyday reality experienced by each and every one of us. And despite our best attempts to avoid it, we actually spend most of our lives battling against it with occasional and often fleeting examples of success along the way. So then, why does everyone want to talk about success, but no one wants to talk about failure? Let's break it down. My observation is that we as a society have created this collective stigma surrounding failure, which has led to this increasing fear of it. And the irony is it's actually stifled the success of many, myself included. This fear is now so heavily entrenched within each of our own psyches that it's as though the entire world has at some point in time fallen victim to it. And the few that have not yet caught on or have managed to rid themselves of it are looked at with awe by those still afflicted. Celebrities are a prime example of this, right? But the truth is, when you think about it, no great success was ever achieved without failure. Like, consider the following examples. 12 publishers turned down J.K. Rowling's manuscript of her book Harry Potter before being picked up. The series went on to sell more than 500 million copies worldwide. Anna Wintour was fired from her first job at Harper's Bazaar, and then shortly after, she was named editor-in-chief of Vogue, a job she has held for over 30 years. Shockingly, Oprah Winfrey was even fired from her first television job and told she was unfit for television. She eventually became the host of The Oprah Winfrey Show, which aired for 25 seasons. 
Vera Wang was a competitive figure skater in her youth who failed to make the U.S. Olympic figure skating team in 1968. Instead, she went on to take a role as an assistant at Vogue in 1971, where she was promoted to senior fashion editor within just one year and at just 23 years of age. Despite not getting the role of editor-in-chief after 15 years with the magazine, she went on to become an iconic fashion designer. And then there's Ariana Huffington, who is casually the author of 13 books, as well as the president and editor-in-chief of the Huffington Post Media Group. Although it's worth noting that despite being one of the most powerful businesswomen out there, her second book was still rejected by 37 publishers. And as most of us know, each one of the above-mentioned people are now recognised as some of the most notable and influential individuals to have ever lived, particularly within their respective fields. Yet they all met with failure at some point in their lives. More often than not, they experienced it various times throughout their lives, even countless times. So what is it that makes them stand out from the rest of us? For starters, I believe it's their ability to effectively separate themselves from the inevitability of failure because they never let the fear of failure force them to give up. And I cannot express this more, but this fear of failure is one of the biggest challenges we all face, mostly because we probably spend more of our time worrying about the possibility of it taking place than we spend actually having to deal with the reality of it but also because it is one of the most powerful obstacles to growth as it shifts our focus from achieving what we want to complete and utter avoidance. Ariana Huffington has actually been quoted saying, looking back at my own life, there are things that can trip us up and dampen that spirit. The first thing is failure or even the fear of failure. So what even is failure? Ariana Huffington is also quoted saying, failure is not the opposite of success, rather it's a stepping stone to success. And if this is the case, then why do we so often try to avoid it? John Maxwell wrote in his book Failing Forward, one of the greatest problems people have with failure is that they are too quick to judge isolated situations in their lives and label them as failures. Instead, they need to keep the bigger picture in mind. What this means is that instead of labeling isolated situations as failures, we should view failure as a process, a process whereby you cannot actually experience success without failure. So where does our resistance towards it come from? I truly think that our generation, more so than any generation before it, thinks that life is meant to be easy. We're so addicted to instant gratification, right? It's like a drug for us. If you think about it, our entire culture is actually geared towards it. We have the fast food culture the swipe right culture, the like culture, as well as literally any form of shopping or entertainment we want online at the click of a button. Because of this, we have forgotten that as John Maxwell says, all roads to achievement lead through the land of failure. Even Thomas Edison, who FYI took 10,000 attempts to achieve the light bulb, says many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. The trick is to change the way we see failure. So how do we do this? I believe that in order to change the way we see failure, we have to realize that failure is simply a price we pay to achieve success in any aspect of our lives, whether it be dating and relationship failures or work failures or money failures. The reality is mistakes or setbacks don't define us. Our response to those mistakes or setbacks do, though. But here's the catch. I think we, as modern women, fear failure more now than ever. And that's not entirely our fault. 
Although there appears to be less gender limitations and more opportunities for us now, social standards have also increased and there is now a lot more pressure on us to succeed in every aspect of our lives. Even the label modern women has a certain weight to it when I think about it because we're aware that we've been afforded more opportunity than the generations before us. And because of this, so many of us want to live up to the expectations of the women who fought for us to have these opportunities. But like I've discussed in previous apps, there is so much pressure on us in terms of our careers, relationship status, as well as our looks, to the point where questions about whether or not we have children or statements claiming you don't fully know love until you've had a child of your own can literally make us feel like we failed in our role as women if we've not yet ticked that box within a certain time frame. And God forbid some of us do have children as well as careers, a lot of the time we have to deal with mum shaming or the reality of having to compete to prove we are worthy of the very same role as our male colleagues. And research reveals that although no one likes to fail, we as women actually take failure particularly hard. It is also revealed that we have lower self-confidence compared to men. I mean, it should be no surprise, right? We've had to deal with more negative stereotypes about our abilities, which I believe has contributed to us holding ourselves to these high standards and being more easily discouraged. Because of this, oftentimes we don't apply for certain jobs or roles unless we feel 100% qualified. And the worst part is if we don't succeed, we take it personally. Often we perceive each setback or critical comment as an attack on our innate abilities. In a previous app, I touched on how in the book Mindset by Carol Dweck, she determines the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And Carol says that when we struggle with failure, we're actually falling prey to a fixed mindset. This is because we are interpreting the supposed failure as a criticism of our core self, rather than a reflection of our particular effort or skills at the time. Whereas those with a growth mindset know that this is not the case. Unsurprisingly, but definitely no less disappointing, women are actually more likely to have a fixed mindset than men. And Carol argues that the way women are raised makes us more likely to perceive our qualities as innate. And our aversion to failure isn't just in our heads. In many cases, our failures are judged a lot more harshly than our male counterparts. Like, we're never judged solely for what we've accomplished in life, right? On top of this, there's an expectation that we embody a particular set of qualities associated with being feminine. For instance, Julia Gillard and Theresa May were both criticised for being childless, whereas rarely are men judged for their ability to procreate. And it actually reminds me of how an ex of mine used to always say how weird he thought it was that my stepmom never had children of her own, and how her life appeared to be somewhat incomplete because of it, even though it was very much a conscious decision for her not to have children of her own, in part because she had already inherited two kids when she married my dad, myself included. Considering we are already fighting an uphill battle when it comes to gender stereotypes, it's seriously no surprise then that women fear failure more. But the question is, what do we do about it? Not to trivialise the situation, but I think the key is learning not to personalise it. The fear of failing is literally crippling, so crippling that it will prevent you from living your life. To overcome this fear, I believe we have to feel the fear and take action anyway. I can definitely vouch for how scary taking action when you're not certain of the outcome can sometimes feel. For example, dating again when you're recently divorced would be terrifying. So is leaving a well-paid job to start your own business. That's why I remember so clearly the day I came across the phrase fail forward while studying coaching. It was introduced as a tool to turn supposed defeat into steps to success by embracing failure as a means for growth. 
And this notion of utilizing failure immediately resonated with me, so much so that I actually went on to start my own blog titled Fail Forward. I was literally obsessed with trying to figure out why some people go on to achieve their dreams and others don't. J.M. Barry, the famous playwright who created Peter Pan, once said, We are all failures, at least all the best of us are. So often, I feel like people blame their life circumstances on things like not having enough money or their family backgrounds or lack of opportunity, and yet there are people like the women I mentioned before who have literally come from nothing, or even worse, have had to overcome a great deal of rejection or adversity in life, who continue to believe in themselves and have gone on to achieve the impossible. Like I said, I feel like our generation has this perception that life is easy and that things should come naturally, and when they find out that anything worth having in life takes effort, they give up or turn to forms of escapism, like alcohol or drugs, as a means of coping with the reality that newsflash, success requires hard work. Whether it be relationship success, work success, or even fitness success, it all requires effort and determination. We all have to pay our dues. This is why I think relentless perseverance is necessary when it comes to achieving anything in life, right? I know it can be disheartening to experience date fail after date fail after date fail or be rejected by your dream job or struggle to lose those last five kilos. But I've come to realize that failure is a matter of perception and the key to achieving your desired outcome lies in the way you choose to respond to it. Just like the phrase says... The trick is to learn how to fail fast and fail forward by converting the lessons of your past into tools for your future. As the American politician Calvin Coolidge was quoted saying, nothing in this world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. The slogan Press On has solved and always will solve the problems of the human race. And having read countless books on the topic, I truly believe that with every so-called supposed failure, a greater opportunity awaits you. In fact, I think Napoleon Hill in the book Think and Grow Rich may have even said the same thing. A better job awaits you, a better relationship, a better version of yourself. It may not be clear at the time, but like the saying goes, when one door closes, another one opens. When you feel like giving up though, which is inevitable, I think it's important to inspire yourself with stories of other people who tried, failed and got back up and tried again. Paul Arden's book, It's Not How Good You Are, It's How Good You Want to Be, talks about how the world's richest and most powerful people are not particularly talented, not particularly educated, not particularly charming, and not particularly good-looking. He claims they became rich and powerful by wanting to become rich and powerful. What this means is that your vision of who you are and the life you want is fundamental to achieving your goals. He claims we need to aim beyond what we are capable of. We must develop a complete disregard for where our abilities end. Essentially, he says nothing is impossible. Winston Churchill also once said, success is going from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. And that's why I really believe we need to redefine what being a failure is. There is way too much emphasis these days on trying to prevent or avoid failure rather than acknowledging that it's going to happen at some point, right? In fact, several points throughout our lives. Mic drop, but the only way you can truly ever fail is by giving up altogether. Giving up on the idea of true love or your version of happily ever after. Or giving up on your dream job or dream house or dream dress size. Other forms of failure in my eyes include things like, as psychologist Martin Seligman says, we have two choices when we fail. We can internalize or externalize our failure. Internalizing our failure is when we think our failure makes us worthless, talentless, or unlovable. 
Externalizing our failure, though, doesn't mean we blame other people or circumstances for it, but it also doesn't mean we take it personally. It doesn't affect our sense of self-worth. This actually reminds me of a birthday card that my dad once gave me with a quote by Michael Jordan on it that said, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Quotes like this reveal that people who do not internalize failure recognize that failing does not make them a failure. Rather, it means they've experienced a temporary setback and it is within their power to improve upon it. But as someone who personally loves to dwell, please know that you 100% want to avoid being held hostage by the past. You know the people who psychoanalyze their past relationships over and over again trying to figure out where it went wrong or the people too scared to go after their dream role or job because they can't get over that one time they were fired in a job that wasn't even the right fit, or the people who constantly compare themselves to everyone around them and complain how much harder they have it than everyone else, or the people who have a problem for every solution, or the people who shut off from the world and live a life of regret because they can't accept their present circumstances. The choice to learn from our past and either become bitter or better is one we all must make on a daily basis. The same can be said for the choice between making a breakthrough or having a breakdown or what I like to call a mentee B. So guys, if you failed, are you a failure? My answer in simple terms, absolutely not. But I believe we need to shift the narrative of failure. We need to normalize it, give it new meaning. There is absolutely nothing disgraceful about being a failure. Just ask any entrepreneur, right? They'll tell you that more than 60% of small businesses fail within the first three years of their startup journey. Or JK Rowling, who once said, failure in life is inevitable. It is impossible to live without failing at something, unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all, in which case you fail by default. Regardless of what you're going through, failure is an inside job. What I mean by this is that most people's fear of failure is closely linked to their fear of being perceived negatively. This often leads to a distorted and amplified view of possible consequences that not only prevents exploration and experimentation, but also compromises any chance of success. Truly successful people like Michael Jordan transform their fear of failure into an opportunity to learn from and build on past mistakes. They respond to each trial and error as a form of feedback and indication of what to do next. And because of this, failure is addressed in a more productive way that helps to rebound confidently towards the final goal. The upside being that when managed correctly, failure can actually provide pretty insightful breakthroughs that serve as the gateway to success. But what most people do is assume the role of the very thing they fear most before even having given the possibility of succeeding a chance. Throw away comments like, there's no good men out there, or I'll never meet the one, or there's a million people way more qualified than me, I'll never get the job. But in life, you simply cannot control the obstacles that will take place. The upside, though, is that you can prepare for them. But what a lot of people don't know is that most of the preparation required has to do with your mentality. This is because your attitude in life also determines your outlook. It's honestly not rocket science, but mastering your inner critic is the hardest thing you will ever have to do. Your mind will not only trick you into wanting to give up, but it will give you reasons why you should and also find ways how to do it. The key is to make failure your best friend. 
This is because, like I said before, failure can be a really great teacher, but you have to be a willing student. If you are determined to learn from your failures, then later down the track, you should also be able to benefit from them. In short, failure should not be feared, but it does need to be understood properly in order for its potential to be used to your advantage. If you want to keep on improving, you must keep on risking the possibility that you might just fail. Like, think about how much you've learned about yourself and what you want in life from things like bad dates and relationship breakdowns and mistakes on the job. It's simple. We need to rethink our assumptions towards failure. We need to work together to create a culture that encourages individuals to move past the fear and instead utilize failure as a tool to add value and achieve desired results. As Jack Canfield once famously said, everything you want is on the other side of fear. Guys, there is strength in failing and having the courage to learn from your mistakes, to persist despite what everyone, including yourself, may think. I think we need to give ourselves permission to fail and show some support when the people in our lives experience setbacks too. But above all, I think we need to remember nothing worth having comes easily. Benjamin Franklin once said, some people die at 25 and aren't buried until 75. Don't be those people. Instead, ask yourself, if failure wasn't an option, what would you attempt to achieve? And then ask yourself, what's stopping you? Thank you so much for listening to this Single 30 solo episode, How to Redefine Failure as a Modern Woman. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and hit follow and subscribe. If you have any questions, feedback, or even an episode idea, DM me on Instagram at single underscore at underscore 30 or join the Single at 30 closed Facebook group to become part of the community where together with other like-minded modern women, we publicly air the uncomfortable and the unspoken. As always, no topic is taboo as we search for answers to the questions most people are too ashamed to ask. This is Single at 30, the manual for the modern woman that we are writing together.